वेलकम टू अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ मास्टर्स ऑफ चेंज अबिजोम पॉडकास्ट वे वी टॉक टू चेंज मेकर्स हु आर रीशेपिंग द रिटेल लैंडस्केप विथ डिजिटल ट्रांसफॉर्मेशन एंड इनोवेटिव बिजनेस स्ट्रैटेजीज इन टूडेज शो वी टॉक टू एमिनेंट इंडस्ट्री लीडर्स फ्रॉम साउदिया डेयरी एंड फूड स्टफ कंपनी कॉमनली नोन एज सदाफको वन ऑफ द बिगेस्ट डेयरी कंपनीज इन द किंगडम ऑफ सऊदी अरेबिया सदाफको इज अ पाइनियर इन द जी सी सी डेयरी इंडस्ट्री ड्राइविंग क्वालिटी एक्सलेंस एंड ट्रेडिशन विद द रिच हेरिटेज ऑफ डेयरी प्रोडक्शन स्पैनिंग अक्रॉस डिकेड्स सदाफको डिलीवर्स प्रीमियम डेयरी प्रोडक्ट्स एवरी डे थ्रू मोर दैन थ्री थाउजेंड फाइव हंड्रेड सेल्स रूट्स इट्स कमिटमेंट टू क्वालिटी सस्टेनेबिलिटी एंड कम्युनिटी ग्रोथ हैज हेल्प सदाफको कल्टिवेट एंड अनब्रेकेबल बॉन्ड विद कंज्यूमर्स ज्वाइनिंग एस टूडे इज डिओगो विक्टोरिया द सेल्स डायरेक्टर ऑफ सदाफको एंड देर सी आई ओ श्रीकांत अंडाली श्रीकांत इज अ डिस्टिंग्विश्ड टेक्नोलॉजी लीडर विद अ ट्रैक रिकॉर्ड ऑफ पाइनियरिंग डिजिटल ट्रांसफॉर्मेशन फॉर ग्लोबल रिटेल बिजनेसिस अ सॉट आफ्टर इंडस्ट्री लीडर श्रीकांत ऑर्केस्ट्रेट्स द सीमलेस कन्वर्जेंस ऑफ टेक्नोलॉजी एंड बिजनेस स्ट्रैटेजीज टू ड्राइव इनोवेशन एंड सस्टेनेबल ग्रोथ अवर सेकेंड गेस्ट टूडे डिओगो इज अ रिकॉग्नाइज्ड सेल्स लीडर हु हैज ड्रिवेन द सेल्स एंड डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन इंजिनस ऑफ ग्लोबल डेयरी कंपनीज विद अ रेपुटेशन फॉर फॉस्टरिंग स्ट्रॉग क्लाइंट रिलेशनशिप्स एंड इंस्पायरिंग क्रॉस फंक्शनल टीम्स डिओगो ब्रिंग्स एन एक्सटेंसिव बैकग्राउंड इन क्राफ्टिंग एंड एग्जीक्यूटिंग इनोवेटिव सेल्स स्ट्रैटेजीज that resonate with diverse market segments under diogo's leadership sadafco has embarked on an impactful digital transformation journey with bizom driven by his dedication to fostering a culture of collaboration and technological innovation within the organization welcome to the bizom's podcast uh, diogo and shikan it's great to have you here with us uh, we would like to hear the growth story of sadafco how you have sustained till now and uh, what are your future plans uh, for the next years upcoming years So, Jogo, I would like to start this conversation with you. Uh, how Sadafco has managed to balance between the traditional dairy products and the emerging market demands with uh, the upcoming generation in the Saudi Arabia? If you can share your thoughts on that. Okay. Good morning. Uh, thank you uh, to inviting us to be here. Uh, it's a pleasure to be able to share our thoughts and uh, what we are building for the future. So, answer your question. So we we need to understand a little bit what is happening in Saudi Arabia, but the big changes is happening in the country, and as we know, this will has an impact not only on the on the trade uh, uh, changes, but as well on the consumer uh, change, and this is very important to understand this all these changes to see how Sadafco adapts to this new reality, but mostly how we serve our consumers exactly on the areas and places that they wanted. but on the same time as well to provide the products that it's uh, linked to their needs and their trends so as if you watch this huge change because there's a huge ambitions for the country to diversify their economy and not to be as much dependent on oil and that is a definitely a, a huge impact on the the way the families are organized the way uh, uh, the labor force is being structured and on the same times many decisions have been taken that has an impact on the retail companies that at the end of the day has an impact on the suppliers that Sadaf is is one of them so we need to understand these trends and how the dynamic uh, of 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 the market so if you analyzing this and being a, a one a strong player on the dairy business uh, so we need to understand what is the purpose of the modern trade channels and uh, how the modern trade channels serve the consumers and how the shoppers behave in this uh, channel works how is the customer 
is focus as well to transform their business for the future and to adapt to all these changes that is happening in the country. So you need to understand that part. And then you need to see how you bring value to the customer, but at the end of the day, how you serve the best you can the consumer. So we always need to understand that we serve the consumer with our products and our brands. We try to link our products to the insights and the mindset of the consumer, but we need to work with the customer. Customer is our partner to drive our ambitions for the future in order that we can serve the best our consumers. So Modern Trade has a role here. So when we are discussing on the Modern Trade and how we can bring the value proposal of our products, that we need to work with the customers and really have a strong understanding on how the customer is operating, uh, what is their consumers, what is their strategy because they want to generate traffic, they want to grow as well their business, and how can Sadafco bring value to their strategy. So after when you have this well-defined, then, then you work with the customer to see how we serve the consumer. So this is where you link to how your product is positioned in the outlets, how you manage your, share, uh, your shelf, how you position your visibility and how you conduct the consumer to your product. Because one thing is on the consumer point of view, there's, yes, there's the brand perspective and that we work very close with the consumers with all the marketing activities and trade marketing activities to try to create the dynamic of our products in the, in the outlet. But it's very important that the, the last decision is always at point of sales. Great. That is the key. You can work in all of this, but you miss that part, then that call to actions to the consumers to buy your product can fail after. So you need to understand the whole process to gain uh, the consumer. So if you have a very focus on service approach and you know that your focus is how to deliver the best service, the best product at the right time to the consumer, then you need to work on the point of sales. So this is where uh, it's very key for us, the modern trade, because modern trade as well is a uh, is a way you expose better your products because it's a more structured uh, store uh, with a more um, light, ha it has an impact to the environment that they create because they are very shopper oriented as well. They want to give an experience to the shopper using as well our products to create that kind of experience. So remember that Modern Thread is more a plant shop. So this is where you need to be on that channel. Now, why it's important is when you go to traditional trade, it's an unplanned shop. So if people are get used to buy your product, modern trade, when they go to traditional trade, it's not, it's not a planned uh, shop. So that means they just pick what they are used to buy. Great. And that decision, what they are used to buy, is on the modern trade. So this is why that's when, the, when you start to analyzing that, how you behave for different channels, how you approach different channels, you need to take all of this in consideration. And this is why that you integrate the full strategy and how you focus, because everybody said availability, visibility, it's a key. And it is key, yeah. but how will you make this happen? And how your products behave in the different channels? So you need to understand all these points. Now, talking about emergent countries, 
that you all know emergency cases are changing very fast. You know, if you go to Europe, it's very mature. So there's changes, but there's very small changes happening. So it's very easy to predict. But emergent countries, things can change in three, six months. Saudi Arabia is exactly what is happening here. They are changing very quickly. Right. Now the challenge is how you adapt, how you grab the opportunities in order that you can win. So this is the challenge not only in South Africa, for the whole uh, FMCG companies. So we are being challenged permanently. So this is how you need to think all the time. I have the right strategy for this new reality. You have the right organization. How you approach the consumers, how you gain the attraction of your products to the consumers, how your customers drive your strategy to the consumers and how you uh, bring value to the customers. So all of this needs to be part of the equation when we are analyzing what is the best strategy and always focus what is needed today, but mostly what will be needed in the future. So you can start to prepare. So all these questions is uh, one of the topics when we discuss in terms of what we're going to do, what should be the best strategy, how you serve the best the consumer. All of this is, uh, is in order to That's really interesting to know. So, uh, I have another question around means how Sadafko manages the quality and freshness of products because the weather conditions in KSA is very hot. Mm -hmm. So, in these extreme weather conditions, how do you manage the quality and freshness? So, first of all, uh, Sadafko on... Uh, so, when you talk about dairy, there is a very large category. Yeah. So, Sadafko is on the milk drink uh, category. So, we are on the UHD long life milk. So that means that we, we have our product uh, maintains as a shelf life for three months. So that means allow us that we can uh, maintain our freshness and quality of the product. Uh, because one of the, the big points of, of Sadaf is something that is non-negotiable, is quality. And this is, was one of the big strengths of Sadafco that all these years we always focus to provide the best quality of our products to our consumers. So this is still part and it still maintains part of the core of the company that we don't negotiable on this one. But at the same time, we want to give the most freshness products to the market. That goes to how we work on the value chain and how we produce into the demands that we forecast and how we drive our products that to maintain as much fresh as possible at the shelf level. So this is where sales team in the field, they are permanently watching our uh, uh, expired product, the, the, how much is our sh uh, shelf life in the market, because we are committing to our consumers to give them the best product at the most fresh uh, possible. But at the same time, being in UHT milk, we can provide a very sustainable quality for a long period. So that changed as well our approach to the market and our, as we can say, the go-to-market because we managing with a more uh, uh, bigger period of shelf life. And if you are talking about the fresh milk, that has a very small period that normally is seven days that needs to generate that kind of freshness permanently. In the UHT milk, you have more space to work. That more space allows you to provide the best service that allows you as well to maintain the freshness of your product. Because what we want at the end of the day is our consumers have the right experience when they drink our milk. And at the end, they are the persons that need to 
judge us if everything we are doing is linked to what they need. And we are the market leader at the UHT Milk, so that means we are able to answer the needs of our consumers. But this is something that needs to continue to be built permanently. So it's not something that we are just, you know, relaxed and says we are providing all of this. We are being challenged every day because the consumers are changing as well. So we need to follow that trend. So this is where we focus on the service part. We focus on quality of our product, but how the brand touch the consumers. So there's an emotional link with the brand to the consumers, but as well to drive a certain needs and the importance of milk for the healthy part, the nutritional part. So we take all of this in consideration when we are discussing our strategies linked to the consumers. That's really interesting to know. So uh, I would like to know more about the sales and distribution strategies of Sadafco. Does this the weather conditions and the emerging uh, market, the younger generation that we talked about? Are you adapting to some newer sales and distribution strategies? So uh, if, if you start and, and I, again uh, watching a little bit the Saudi markets and, uh, and knowing that the transformation is happening in the country, first of all that I believe the success of the future of the business models we can put in place is to have the capability to disrupt permanently the business. Uh, so it means that even if you have today a very solid distribution approach, a very solid sales strategy, that can change in three, six months. The point is, are you willing to adapt? Are you willing to change fast? So the point is for me, it's how do you bring a most agile organization that to be as much flexible as possible so you can adapt very fast. The, because at the end of the day, we compete with other companies, but we serve the same consumers. If this consumer is changing and these habits are changing, and if they are changing as well through the channels, so how you approach that change on your sales strategy? So for us, it's linked to to be brilliant at the basics because we are making, we are providing a service with a very strong brand equity that we have a huge responsibility to that. You know, uh, selling Sadafco products, it's a huge responsibility for the power of the brand for all these years and how important is this products to the Saudi consumers. So we have that responsibility. We have the heritage of the history that we need to continue to develop and grow and continue to be a success uh, uh, company that our uh, uh, previous people has been working on that have built on that. So we have that commitment, we have that focus. Now, knowing this one, so how you project basing on these changes, how you analyzing the, the change of the market, how you see that you can serve the best you can the consumer. So this is where it comes the right sales strategy. So again, it comes to the fact that we want to be as much efficient that we we can be. We want to optimize as much our resources so we can generate the best service to our consumers. At the same time, to be the best partner to our customers because we serve consumers through our customers. So that links to 
how we organize ourselves to drive operations at the ground, at the field level. And this is where it's linked to the fact that people. Because people are the one who makes the difference and are the one that uh, creates that kinds of things to the market. And if you don't think about people, then you can have a very nice strategy, but it will not be executed as the way it should be. And, and the market will judge you very quickly after. So this is the fact that when you are putting a new organizations or a new business model that needs to be able to disrupt by himself, that is linked to the fact that what kinds of ecosystem you're going to integrate it to generate that kinds of capability of the adaptations and the resilience of the team to change permanently. Human behaviors normally doesn't like changes, right? So there's all this blocking situation here. So, but if you create the, the normal disruption as the DNA of the organization, that means that you can react very fast to the market. So this is what we are doing in South Africa. We are moving on that direction because the country is as well demanding this one and the consumer are demanding this one. And now knowing that the population of uh, Saudi Arabia is very young, that means we need to answer the needs of the young generation, that they are more and more volatile. You know, uh, uh, they are less uh, loyal and they change very quickly. So how you continue to provide your product and continues to be on the top of mind or their purchasing. So this is the big challenge that uh, we, we work in South Africa and this is how we project the future. Okay. Great. So Shrikan, my next question is Thank for you. you. South Africa recently started the digital transformation journey with Bizom. So what propelled you to uh, select Bizom as your partner? A good question. Uh, <coughs> that, um, but let me just zoom out a bit before I, I answer that specific question. See, the um, the aspirations of the South Africa business in terms of our uh, longer term goals and objectives are captured uh, within the South Africa Vision 2030. Now that has been put forward by our CEO, uh, Patrick, and you know it's a very well drafted, very rounded uh, uh, aspiration that, that we are going towards. Uh, now that's a combination of top-line growth, uh, profitability in terms of our ESG credentials, in terms of our market share. So it's quite a broad-ranging vision. So clearly there are a number of activities, initiatives that have to be undertaken across the company uh, to hit that vision, right? And I think specifically in, in, in that response to, to achieving this, this vision, uh, I think the role of technology and I think specifically the digital opportunities I think has been very well recognized. So I think so. It's it's the, the so digital is a very integral part uh, and and a key success factor. I think for the overall success of this vision. So in, in, it's in that context that we are we we set out our digital uh, transformation uh, map, uh, and that is uh, covering uh, a number of things. So it's not. Uh, I mean, it's it's going to touch every part of the business, uh, whether it's the core functions like supply chain, in our manufacturing operations, in sales. Uh, but also let's say some of the other enabling functions whether it's internal audit etc so we are trying to bring that that you know the, the digital opportunities to all parts of the business and of course the depth through which you will go whether you are just going to digitize one step 
uh, whether you're going to digitalize a, a series of, of press steps to make it a process or you go for a complete transformation. That decision of you know how fast and how deep to go, that is all part of the plan that we have. So that is how we have the business vision, we have a program of activities that are there. No, so then coming back to your question specifically on on on, on Bizome, uh, clearly you know the uh, I mean ha as the sales uh, turnover is a very big part of our vision. Um, so we we recognize that uh, we really need to up our game uh, as we try to respond to well all the challenges that Diego talked about in terms of the market and stuff. But how do we actually from a technology side do that? See, currently we have a system uh, that is used for our sales sales operations. Uh, it's been running for about five, six years now. It's fairly well established and, and it's well understood. Uh, but I think when when we looked at the future and how we do it, the uh, a key consideration for trying to change our systems was two things. One was, okay, it has to be scalable. Whatever we pick, it has to go with the business. Yes, we, we have a vision to 2030, but there's an incremental uh, path that we have to do. So the system, the tools, the, that we have should grow with with the business with the scalability uh, and and the second one is we wanted a partner I mean it was not a vendor uh, that we were really looking for I think we are looking for a partnership uh, some I mean a, a company uh, which has a business instinct uh, you know has a good track record uh, in the emerging markets uh, in in terms of their industry of FMCG you know with, with dairy etc so we were looking for a number of hard and soft factors after a very thorough exercise Bizome uh, was was selected uh, for all the reasons that I have stated you know we we I think we, we I think we see that um, you know that the drive you know the the instinct you know when, when we talk yes there's a there's a confidence in the product that you have. Uh, but that is not the main thing. You are selling us, uh, a, 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 you know, a, a much bigger. You are part of the vision and, and, and taking us with that. And, and also, um, particularly, I I think I was quite impressed with the uh, with the willingness of of Bizon to learn and and and, and on, on the journey with us. Uh, yes, it, it, it's a good product, but are there gaps? Absolutely. But I mean, are you guys open to? to an open mind looking at it and you know relying on expertise from from Diego and his team depending from technology so that that willingness to to work with us uh, humility to accept that there are deficiencies but trying to work with us uh, jointly to to work with us so there's a number of uh, uh, reasons why we've, we've you know picked uh, Bizom and, and 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 thus far uh, we've not had any uh, reason to, to 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 regret it. But of course we still have to deliver this this whole program. Right. Um, so that that's the that's the response. So Diego, for you, uh, what was the value that Prism brought to the table? Were you just looking to streamline the sales and distribution processes, or you were looking to explore further more opportunities like the retail intelligence part of the sales processes? So. Uh, so link as well what what she was saying it's first of all we we were trying to focus to find the right partner to go with our journey with us this is not just focus on one time projects that after finish uh will not be part anymore uh, with the uh, sadafco uh, long-term visions it's it's linked to some a partner that we have chosen that we go along and grow with us uh, in the business because it's an evolution permanently so uh, yes, we uh, first of all we need to bring the right foundations and drive uh, uh, the consolidated steps that we want to do linked to the distributions and the way we want to uh, managing the distribution uh, uh, in the field. 
and that is linked to, to bring the right efficiencies and uh, links as well to spend more quality time with the customers, driving the customer experience and focus as well our team to generate added value to our uh, partners, our customers. And this is part of the distribution strategy that we want to put, maintaining our strengths that we have today and leverage at that strength, but upgrade uh, basing on the customers driven uh, uh, operations that uh, we want to reach, but in a very efficient and optimized way. So Bizon's answer as, uh, with solutions leads to that, but we don't want only to stay on that level. And this is kind of what you said, the retail intelligence. We're going to going more beyond the normal uh, routines and then driving day-to-day -day, uh, our team in the field. We want to go more to start to be more data-centric and start to analyzing more uh, the behavior of our products in the shelves, the behavior of our consumers, and be able to project what is the predictions linked to the partner patterns and the repetition things that allows us to start to anticipate reality of the market. This allows us to adapt very fast, uh, but allows us to be more and more insights, the knowledge, and bringing the right insights of the data that can provide. Data will, uh, will give us to, as well to optimize our decisions, but to speed on the uh, execution because we can generate in faster our, our, our actions because data will provide the right information to analyze things and take a decision after that. So that combination of two is very key for us. And, um, and Bison was answering our needs uh, and it was fitting very well in our long-term uh, strategy uh, because it's not just providing the technology to feed our business model, it's more to understanding where South Africa wants to go and how technology of Bison can serve that strategy. So this was the, the, the main uh, topics when we was uh, trying to decide to bring a partner to this journey. And why I emphasize a lot journey, because it's definitely a journey. And a journey never stops. So, uh, so, so we need a partner to understand yeah. more and more our business, to bring value to our uh, needs and our strategy. So it's not just a provider that just delivering what we are requesting, but as well a partner that is challenges as well and bring their experience on FMCG world that we can uh, 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 start to see things in different perspective and that kind of perspective is where we can generate more added value to our uh, business. So it's a combination of, of many factors that allows us to be comfortable to have Bison uh, with us and to help us to uh, to drive the business uh, for the future. Do you, know, do you think the buyer experience is going to be improved or changed with the digital transformation? Yes, definitely. So first of all, when we talk about digital transformations, uh, very macro words. So, uh, so behind the digital transformation, there's a lots of uh, things inside the digital transformation. So first of all, as uh, she was addressing this, uh, that digital transformation only makes sense if definitely brings value to the business, right? So the first things that we need to understand is how, first of all, what we want to achieve and then try to find the solutions to achieve uh, our, our plans. 
So digital transformation definitely gives the speed, the right uh, uh, capabilities to take the right decisions, and at the same time to bring the costs at a more efficient way and to drive as well data and a more execution on uh, 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 decisions making. So why? Because we need to be fast. The reality is very low on taking decisions and very low to, uh, to react. The consumers will not accept that one. And uh, the young generation, as you know, they want things for today, but in 10 minutes. So yeah. that means that how you serve this one, how you serve that needs and that, uh, that uh, focus that the consumer wants to. And they are not willing to give up on this one. Uh, so, so we need to be prepared on that. So the digital transformation or the digital, it's, it's key because technology plays a role on this one. But we need to understand that it's not a digital transformation, it's not a pure uh, system uh, uh, driven project. It's more a tool to provide the best environment to the team can provide the best uh, uh, execution at the field and give us a, a high support uh, to the business to, uh, to be able to react and answer to the new reality. So it, that is where digital transformation plays a role. It's very strategic, yes, but uh, it can't be just seen linked to the technology. It needs to be seen on the whole value chain and how it brings value. Uh, and this is why when you are talking about digital transformation, you need to spend time to say what technology you want to bring to the business. And, uh, and you need to understand that technology that you choose is definitely the one that provides the service that you need to execute what you want to do on the, in terms of uh, the new business model you want to implement. So this needs to be uh, 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 on the discussion when you take these kinds of decisions. And after you have that and you are confident with the technology you are bringing to the company, then the rest is more to drive the projects, to execute. And for that you need as well a strong partner that have a very service provider mindset as well and be able to help us on the learning process because we are all learning. So, yeah. uh, so, uh, so we need to accept that one. There will be mistakes. We're going to learn with the mistakes. But if there's no learning, it's not evolution. And if there's not evolution, we can't uh, continue to be a success company that I've been for the last 15 years. That's really interesting, Diogo. So uh, I would like to know, are there any plans and strategies to upskill the sales and distribution teams to maximize the potential of digital transformation? We are bringing a new business model uh, to Sadafco. And that new business model requires new capabilities. Yeah. Uh, and this is always the, the big question is that how you transition to a, a different approach to the markets linked to a, a technology that provides the speed that you need at the most efficient way. So the point is again that who drive this one then after that is the team. Now the team, it's, it's required now different capabilities that was not needed in the past. So there's a, there's a commitment on the company to develop that capability. So this project runs in parallel with what we call the sales economy. Uh, because definitely we know that there's a need to develop certain capabilities. So there was a lot of uh, 
review on the what is the right competences for the future, uh, do the competence that we have today fit what is needed for the future. So we are reviewing all of this and changing this part. At the same time, we are analyzing our team and says where, where is the priorities that we need to develop faster, uh, where is the areas that definitely there's a, a concerns that we need to focus more. So we are investing in training, we are investing in developing the team, but at the same time, we are very open uh, to bring uh, uh, young people, uh, bringing the energy, the technical mindsets of, uh, of this team uh, to uh, balance uh, uh, the expertise that we have in the structure and create a more dynamic uh, team to uh, generating the, the, the new changes that uh, we want to do for the future. So, it's like digital transformation can't be just seen isolated. In TBC is a, a, a very a broad uh, approach that we want to do to the market, linking with the ambitions of the company and uh, with the objective that we set for uh, uh, 2030. So all of this needs to feed in the same direction. So there's lots of things happening apart from the digital transformation. So, so it's not only digital, it's a completely sales transformation that we are doing and we digital plays a role on this one as well. But developing the team, projecting the team for the future, review uh, many uh, uh, ways how we are working today and how we shift to new ways of working and give time to people to adapt. That is very key. So because all these changes that uh, we are doing, we are doing, but we need to continue to live in the, the numbers. We need to continue to do the commitment of the company to grow in a sustainable way. So all of this, it can't stop. Uh, so we can't just park the boat, fix the boats and continue the race. We need to do all these changes and still be in the, in the race and winning at the same time. So that is the complexity of all of this. So this is why we are a very structured plan linked to all of this and we are analyzing as well because in sales it's all links to performance. So everything is linked to KPIs. So we are all the KPIs and all of this, what we measure, where we are, what is the gap, what is the actions, how are we going to cover that? And we link all of this to drive the digital transformation or the sales transformations that uh, we want to, to do. That's a really well thought out plan uh, for the transformation. Uh, Srikant, I'm eager to know, in your journey of doing, driving this digital transformation, are there any setbacks? Uh, are there any lessons that you have learned from those setbacks? I think so far, thankfully, there's been no setbacks, uh, though we could argue that we only started the journey. Um, but I think there are uh, clearly some, some watch out, some, some hurdles that, that we have to overcome to, to remain on that path to success. Um, and for me, it, it, it's, it's capability, exactly what uh, Diego talked about, because he talked about it in the sense of, um, of the sales uh, function uh, directly. But for me, it's a much more pervasive challenge that, that we have to embrace. Um, and, and this is to build the capability across the company. Um, and when I talk about capability, it's both hard skills and soft skills. Right. So yes, you know we, we need to know uh, how to, to program. We need to know things like project management. We need to know how to uh, do risk assessments, etc. So there's the hard skills that are there. Uh, but for the success, this has to be complemented with the soft skills. So I'm talking about change management, 
and looking at uh, you know how impact of job descriptions how are we going to you know go and negotiate with people so, so there's a very uh, wide ranging capability uh, that is required uh, to lift all the boats right so so that's a there's a huge uh, watch out for us uh, as a, as a company uh, on capability um, but specifically uh, in IT which which is the team that that I had um, um, in addition to the capability thing, because we've been quite successful, we have a very good team, they have been supporting the systems that have been running for, for many years now. Um, but as we shift, there is a, a need to uh, to trust those people uh, who are there in the team, but but to work with them and, and support them to, to raise that, that capability. So there is clearly an IT team is, is, is part of the, of the full spectrum. Um, but from a, also from a technology side, uh, Let's say something I'd have to overcome is is the legacy setup. You know, we uh, we have uh, existing systems that have been running. Some of them are, are very old. Some of them are less old. Uh, but we, as we embrace these digital technologies, the reality is there is going to be a, a coexistence of the legacy setup yeah. uh, with the new. So the old and the new have to coexist for for a period of time. Um, so so that requires uh, a lot of uh, grappling with complexity you know how do i you know run this interface how do i uh, you know clear how do i sunset the system with, with the new stuff so there's a lot of uh, active uh, planning that that is required uh, as we grapple with this um, see the thing is it's, it's it's a bit foolish to think okay in two years it will be done because Diego said it's a journey okay we will have the next wave of transformation so i think it is getting into that um, recursive cycle of of having that capability and, and keep constantly evolving uh, so I, I yes, there's the, the baggage I have to, to to deal with, but but you know as a, so again that's going to require investment uh, that 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 will go I need to go in uh, as we adjust it, uh, but a big part of the investment will be on on training and, and capability building. So it's really great to know how you are overcoming the common struggles, the hurdles that you have mentioned, and looking forward for the bright future. Shikan, my next question is to you. Balancing the rich tradition of dairy and the cutting-edge technology can be challenging. So, how do you ensure the technology enhancements respects the company heritage? See, we have to remember. I mean, uh, Sadafco is a very successful company. Uh, it has, a, you know, it's been running. It's close to 50 years now. Where 50th anniversary is imminent. Um, very successful company. They've had a very good track record uh, of delivering strong results and stuff. Okay, so there is a. So, the, so, so that 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 perception is there out there, and, and it's back with all the facts that are out there. Um, so clearly, you know, we've been doing things which are right, uh, and which led to the success of, of the company. But as we you know bring in this the digital transformation journey, uh, which is going to challenge uh, you know the the, the the ways of working, I think we just have to be quite open about about looking at this in, in a very structured way. And, and quite possibly, you know, many of the things we are doing will continue. And but but we need to relook at other things to see how they fit. So uh, we have to find the right balance of what we keep and, and what we need to adjust. Um, but my going in position is okay. It's very easy to look back and say it's bad. You know, it's, it shouldn't have been that way. We have the the benefit of the hindsight. Um, so my own um, instinct is okay. I accept that things were probably done in a certain way because of a good reason okay maybe that reason is no longer uh, valid but but they were the, when it was put in it was for, for a good reason so i think it is very important that 
we trust the people we have in the company uh, as we try to marry the rich tradition and culture of the company with, with the new opportunities that are there. Uh, so trust is one of the very uh, core uh, of our uh, values that the company is, is now working towards. So the trust will, will, will come to the fore and this is where we'll, we'll have to work with our colleagues in all the departments uh, and to take them on this journey. So I talked previously about you know the capability building uh, and, and trying to uh, prepare our people as, uh, as as they get ready uh, for some of this. So they're looking at the change management aspect, training, uh, the uh, you know the upgrade of the of the brainware, so to say. So we'll have to we'll have to look at it very carefully, and we are starting to do that. So when we have, for example, a project that is set out, even a project like uh, like the one we're doing with with Bizom on game changes. Yes, there is a, there's technical tracks of our deliverables. Yes, we have to hit deadlines. We have to do the testing. We have to do, but but matching that and almost underpinning that is this whole change management uh, aspects uh, of you know trying to uh, get people trained up and, and, and getting ready for this one so these two have to you know coexist uh, for for the collective success so that's how we are uh, we are going to approach this uh, to, to to deliver the commitments that we have made uh, to the business that's great that's great shrikan thanks for answering that now this brings us to our last segment and that's the rapid fire okay so what are the two must-have qualities that an IT leader need to have? For me, first is uh, business first instinct. Okay, there is a contribution you have as, a, as an IT leader, but business always comes first. So that is a very important attribute. Um, the second one for me is having good uh, communication skills and to be able to articulate your point of view to different stakeholders and whether they are senior people, mid-management or project people. So, comms is, is a very vital uh, ingredient for success in IT innovation. Okay. okay, nice. My last question, complete the sentence. Digital transformation is? Is here, so just embrace it. Okay. Thanks Shrikan for answering that. Jago, we will now move to you. My first question is, what is your pro tip for an emerging sales leader? So for the emergencies, leader for me is to create the right environments that the team can succeed. Uh, at the same time is the proximity with the team and most important as well, proximity to the market. That should be the three main ingredients that uh, the sales leader needs to, to drive at. Okay. Nice. Uh, name two qualities uh, that every salesman should have. So one is clear the customer focus uh, that it's needed. I believe strategic analytics needs to be part as well on the qualities of the sales team. Uh, we are going on a digital transformation, so digital driven and uh, innovations mindsets needs to, to be part and uh, problem solving and accountability. That should be the qualities that is expecting for the new sales uh, for the future. What is a favorite sales quote? Well, uh, by the way, I have a lot, so, so this, is, <laughs> this is an issue to, to enter you. But I think some that I'm very focused on, and uh, this is something that I'm repeatedly addressed this to, to the team. Uh, one is we need to be excellent on execution um, and to be very consistent on everything we do. But always with a very focus on to continuous improvement. We need to be better every day. So we drive this in a regular basis. So that is something that is the repetitions of the, the quality of execution and the consistent on everything we do linked to improve every time. That is what brings us to the, the best in terms of the, 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 the role that a sales uh, team needs to, to, to manage. Thank you, Jogo. Thank you, Shrikant. It was a pleasure to talk to you. 
to know how Sadafco is becoming future ready to march ahead in the KSA market against all odds. Thank you everyone for joining us for another Bizum podcast.